core beliefs, and, and it isn't, but it is related. And I, I just want you to see how important your thoughts are because it all starts with your thoughts. And what you think about, you will become. What you think about, you will eventually say. What you say, you will eventually do. And so what you think about is extremely important. And if you're thinking about ungodly things, the only thing I can say is stop. Stop it right now. Stop it. Because you will, you will say ungodly things, and you will eventually do them. So, you know, 20-some uh, years ago, I got excited about confessing the Word of God. How many of you have been there? How many of you have confessed the Word of God? Okay. How many of you have heard sermons on, on faith? Well, most of you. Hmm. So, how many of you have been changing your thoughts for the last however many years that is since you started? Okay, some of you. Yeah, good. So, how many of you have been applying the Word of God to every single circumstance in your life so that you have victory in every single area? Mm hmm. No hands. Now, why is that? You know, we have the principle, we have the plan, we have the formula. It's not really a formula. It's a principle of God. It's a law of God. And he says, if you'll just do this, any promise that I have given is yours. And so what do we do? We go around lacking. Do we not? So, how many of you know that you have faith? Well, most of you. How many of you are growing and maturing that faith? Okay. You know it's up to you. It doesn't happen automatically. I hope you know that. You're, the faith that you get when you get saved is a measure of faith. And you have that, and God, God gives you that so you can get saved. And then the rest of it is up to you. And you can stay in that one little spot for the rest of your life, or you can grow and mature and learn and change. And that's what God wants you to do. So we have the blueprint for victory, but sometimes we just ignore it. And you know what? Just because you've read this word... Or you've heard sermons out of this word. Or you've even studied it for yourself. It doesn't mean you got it. If you're not doing it every single day, operating it as the most important thing you do every day, then you haven't got it. You know, I get more excited about this word. I am more excited about it than I've ever been. Inside of this is faith. All the faith you ever need for anything is in this word. Do, do you understand how important that is? Do, do you really understand that every word in here is like a faith capsule 
and then wrapped around with the word of God. Every single word is a faith word in this Bible. And it will bring forth whatever you pursue for it to bring forth. So some of you are going to say, well, now this is old hat to me. I've heard this stuff and I've heard this stuff. And I'm going to tell you, you haven't heard it enough because you haven't done it to successfully make it operate every single place in your life. Actually, I began to think about healing, and I've just been a little frustrated the past year about first one thing and then 20 going wrong with this body of mine. So I just made a decision that I'm going to be healed. I'm tired of it. And so I I began to pursue healing scriptures. I began to confess what God says about me, not what I felt like, not what the circumstances were telling me. And, and I, I've just really begun. I've declared that I'm having healing school at my house for me. And every day I'm having healing school for me. And I'm going to get so much word in there that healing has to come. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going to get so full of healing that it can't help but manifest. Do you understand that? And you can use that in every area of your life. Do you understand? If you need money, then you get so full of the, of the scriptures on prosperity that you just overflow. And money is like a magnet. You're like a magnet to money. And it comes to you. Do you see what I'm saying? When, when you get so full of the word of restoration, you'll be restored to family and friends that you didn't think was possible because it will just draw people to you because the word of God is alive. When it gets in here, it's alive. And I, I just don't think the body of Christ has understood how, how great it is, how, how alive the word of God is and what it will do if you put it in there. But you know what? It's your job to put it in. And you know what? We're lazy. We want to sit around and, and maybe read the word You know what? In order to get it in you, the best thing you can possibly do is say it out loud. So you get to read the word out loud to yourself or to someone else because your inner ear picks it up and deposits it in your spirit. And and it'll work faster when you do it than when anybody else does it, okay? Now, you're going to get it tonight because you're going to hear it. You can get it from Pastor Eric. You can get it by listening to sermons. You can get it, you know, by even listening to music that is the word. But the most quick, fastest way to get faith, I should be looking at my notes because I'm so far off of them, is to listen to yourself quote the word. The word is alive and powerful. Okay, I'm going to get back over here and see if I can find myself. Let's look at Joshua 1.8. I know that you're going to tell me you believe this scripture. Aren't you? You're going to tell me that? Are you meditating the word day and night then? Okay, this one young man is, praise God. If you're not meditating on it day and night, you haven't got it. Do you know what I'm saying? You haven't got it. It says this book of the law, this is it. This is the book of the law shall not depart from what? How are you going to get it in your mouth? Huh? By speaking it. 
Boy, there's a lot of things in our mouth that we don't want to speak, right? But we got to get this in our mouth, okay? It shall not depart from your mouth, but you'll meditate on it. What does meditate mean? What? Think. Muse. Think, think. Did I say that, that your thoughts are important? If you're thinking on this then you're not going to be thinking on your problems or thinking on evil things of any kind because you're going to be thinking on the word. And how often are you going to do that? Day and night. I just want you to raise your hand if you're doing that day and night. Praise God, I got some people that are. Now, sometimes I wake up in the night, you know, with the word of God just going around and around in my brain. But I can't say it is every night. So that you may be careful to do everything that's written in here. How are you going to know what's written in here if you haven't read it and you aren't reading it? Because every day it's fresh. You know, you eat three meals a day, I'm just sure. You at least eat two. Don't you? And what if you don't eat this word? What, what happens if you don't eat it? You know what? Faith doesn't stand still. You're either going forward with faith or you're regressing. So if you're not reading the word, if you're not eating the word, you're regressing in the word. And it's getting less and less and less important to you and less and less it works for you. So what is it that you meditate on? Bills? Money? Busy schedules, jobs, relationships, family. Sometimes do you think we're consumed with ourselves, with our situation, with our problems? And the answers are all right here. But we have to do something. We have to get it in our mouth. Speak it out of our mouth, think on it all day and night, and then be careful to do what's written in it, and then, and then, and then, and then only we will have good success, and our way will be prosperous. So, if it isn't working in your life, whose fault is it? God has given us a plan, <clears throat> excuse me, for total victory. And if we haven't got it, and you know, I'm preaching this to me too. Now, I don't think I'm standing up here saying I've got it all together in every area. I don't. <clears throat> um, here's a tidbit. I gave you this in um, <clears throat> core beliefs, but from your thoughts come your words. From your words come your actions. From your actions comes your lifestyle. From your thoughts come your words. You say what you think about. The Bible says that as a man thinketh, thinketh so is he. Proverbs 4.20 says, <clears throat> My son or my daughter, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. For they are thank you. I didn't know what you were doing. 
for they are, <clears throat> keep them in the midst of your heart. I guess this must be 20 through 22. Let's start again. My son or my daughter. Now she's changed it on me. I'm going to have to look at my sheet. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That's your spirit. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. You can imagine that's one I'm using for sure. Um, The word of God in my heart. I got to get it in my heart. I got to get it in my mouth. Do you understand that? It's got to come out in my mouth when I want other things to come out. When you're unconsciously not thinking, what comes out of your mouth? Are you ever surprised by what comes out your mouth? You do like that. You think, oh, where did that come from? Came from your heart. Because what's in your heart is what you say. What you get full of in your spirit is what you speak. And so if you get your spirit full of the word of God, you'll speak the word of God. Continual meditation on the word of God will plug you into the kingdom. Now, we've heard a lot about the kingdom, haven't we? Well, do you want to operate in the kingdom or you just want to hear about it? You know, you got to have faith in God. You got to confess the word of God. You got to get some victory in your life where you can help other people get victory in theirs. And so the kingdom life is confessing the word, living the word. Let it get inside of you and come out of you and change you and those around you. If we ever get, if we ever understand the power that's in this, I, I, I have no words to describe the power that is in this book. It's, it's more powerful than any keg of dynamite. It, it is, it's power beyond, beyond my ability to describe that. Do you understand that? This is the power to do anything you need done in life. This is the power to overcome any situation and any circumstance you will ever face in life. This is the power to heal and deliver and set you free inside of this. That's just a little bit of what's here. This is the love of God contained in these pages. This is the grace of God contained in these pages. This is the joy of the Lord that wants to get out and get all over you in these pages. Do you understand? It's just, it's alive. This word is alive. There's no other book in the whole world that's alive. That's why this book is still around after all these years. And I don't even know how many that is. I probably should know. Anyway. That wasn't in my sermon either. How many of you know what moves the hand of God? What, Dorla? What? Prayer and faith. Okay. Now, if I need to get some faith, how many of you ever gone up and asked somebody to lay hands on you because you need more faith? Or how many of you have ever asked God for more faith? Not going to happen. You can only get faith by hearing the Word of God. It doesn't say reading the Word of God. Did you know that? 
it says hearing the word of God. So if you've been reading it to yourself, quit it. Read it out loud so your ear can hear, so that your ear of the spirit can hear and your spirit begins to get it. You know, as I was studying all this out, hmm, hard to get started here. I, I thought of Mary when the angel came to her and said that you're going to conceive a son. The Holy Spirit, the word says the Holy Spirit came upon her. And so I, I began to ponder that myself. You know what she conceived? She conceived the word that the angel spoke. Just like a man and a woman can conceive a child, she conceived the word in her womb. And I'm telling you, that's powerful. You have to conceive the word. You can read it and talk it and think about it on occasion, but you have got to conceive it in here. Do you know what I mean? I know you women know what conceiving means. You that have had children, you have got to conceive it. But now you men have to do that too. You got to conceive it in your inner part. And then it will come forth. <clears throat> do you hear me? Now it, you can stop it. You can stop it from coming forth. You can stop your harvest you can't stop the word from working. The word will always work because it's powerful, because it's full of life and power. It'll always work, but you can kill your harvest with your words. But you can't stop it from making the harvest because the word is sharp, it's alive, it's powerful. So faith comes from hearing. That's Romans ten seventeen. And hearing, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. I finally put the put the whole Shelley did. She put the whole Bible on on a iPod for me. So if I wake up in the night, I can stick that in my ear, and I can hear the Word of God. Because I I am going to be healed. Do you hear me? I'm making that declaration. I have many things to do. And healing is the children's bread. That's what the Bible says. So I'm pursuing that. And God says, if you pursue him, I'm not pursuing healing. I'm pursuing Jesus, the healer, okay? And his method of doing it is to get so much word in me that it will come to pass. So, goodness, I got to hurry. Hebrews 4.12, I've practically been saying that. The word of God is living it's alive it's active it's sharper than a two-edged sword it pierces as far as to divide soul and spirit to divide joints and marrow and it's able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart now that alone is very powerful very powerful the word of god should be should be your daily manna whether you do it in the early morning, whether you do it at noon, whether you do it in the evening, you should have a time where the Word of God is speaking to you. 
where you're reading it out loud and asking God to just show him what he wants you to know from that word. Now, in order for it to be alive in you, you have to eat it. The word of God is addressed to your spirit. That's what, it's not addressed to your mind. You know, there are people that, that, that get so educated in, in biblical things and, and they're, it's all a mind thing, you know? It's all knowledge. They, they're just full of knowledge, but they don't understand the, the spirit. And this Bible is written to your spirit, not your mind. And so you have to think of it as a spiritual thing when you're reading it. It penetrates your mind, and then it will drop down into your spirit. And sometimes you just have to keep saying and saying and saying and saying and saying. Let's say, you know, you, you need whatever your need is. You just keep saying and saying and saying it, and you don't even believe it. But if you'll just keep saying and saying and saying it, pretty soon it'll drop right down there, and all of a sudden you will believe it, and you'll, you'll begin to say it differently, and you'll begin to know. You'll begin to to understand. I remember when... My husband was uh, had applied for a job as um, as a state. He was a state auditor, and he wanted to be a, an accreditation officer. And uh, he had wanted that for quite some time. And he applied, and and he we would talk about it, and he'd say, "If I get this job, da 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 da," you know. And then one day. I heard him say, when I get that job, and I heard him say it several times. I didn't even comment on it. I thought, ah, he's changed his mind from if to when. There's a big difference in if and when. About two weeks later, he had that job. And that was that was just reality to me how, you know, I could I could say he could still be saying if and not have the job. But he said, when I get that job. Because faith had arisen in him because he had said it so many times. Faith arose and he began to see himself with that job. So faith is the same in every realm and every sphere. I want you to put up Mark eleven twenty three and 24. This scripture is, I want to say an oldie. I heard Kenneth Hagin say he preached on this same scripture for 12 years. Now, that's a while. So I I don't think you got it, and I don't think I got it either. If he had to preach to his congregation 12 years. So I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, now your mountain could be debt. It could be marriage problems. It could be sickness. It could be finance problems. It could be any manner of thing. So... Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you've received them, and they'll be granted to you. Do you understand how powerful that scripture is? I mean, you could live in this scripture for years. You could meditate it, you could think it, you could believe it, you could act on it, and you could advance the kingdom with those two scriptures. Do you understand that? You could become wealthy in order to advance the kingdom. I don't mean wealthy in order to buy you a bunch of frills, 
but wealthy to do the things that God has ordained for you. You could have all of your relationships restored. You could have total health and healing, energy and vitality that you didn't even know you could tap into. You could have spiritual times with God that would surpass anything you've ever thought you could have with him. Do you see, it doesn't take the whole Bible. You just got to get something inside of you and conceive it and let it break forth. It has to get in your mouth first. That's the number one thing. It must get in your mouth before it can get in your heart or your spirit. It doesn't just automatically jump into your spirit. I, I wish it did, but it doesn't. And so you speak it and you speak it and you speak it and you speak it till you think, you know, you think it sounds weird. And then pretty soon it sounds good. And then pretty soon it sounds real. And then pretty soon it's happening. So if it's a word of healing, it has the power within that scripture to create healing. Do you understand that? If it's finances, there is the power within those words to create finances. If it's marriage problems, there is the power within that word to solve marriage problems. If it's a word of blessing, there is the power in that word to create a blessing. Do you understand me? This is, this is just like God. It's a creative force. You know that words are the most important thing in the universe? How did God create? With words. And you know what we do? We go around and say awful things. We say evil things. We say ugly things. We say stupid things. Why do we do that? Our words are creating our world right now. And where you're at right now, the world you're in right now, your world, your specific personal world, is what you've created by the last five years of what came out of your mouth. How do you like that? I hope you like it, you know. If you don't like it, you got to change what you're saying. So I'm saying you got to declare and decree the word of God. I'm not talking, you know, it even says what, whatever you, when you pray and ask if you'll just believe right then that you can have it. But you, faith is not just limited to prayer. Faith works by declaring. You just say. You can have whatever you say if you believe it. That's the key. You got to believe it here. Don't just semi-believe it. You got to believe it in your heart. Okay, you got to conceive it. Then you speak it, and then it comes. Now, you can't go around saying, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, because Pastor Virginia said, you know, we got to say the word. So I'll say, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. You can't do that because that's a lie. If you are sick, don't say I'm not sick. Don't lie, but say I have symptoms. But the truth is, by Jesus' stripes I'm healed, and the will of God is for me to prosper and be in health as my soul prospers. Therefore, healing is mine, and I receive it, and I declare the word of God is operating in my life or something to that effect. Okay, just don't agree with the enemy ever. 
We're, we're guilty of that. We're guilty of expressing what we feel instead of what we know we should say. Okay. Okay. My husband told me I had to, I got four minutes. <clears throat> okay, the word is your seed. You need to go planting seeds every day. You don't plant seed like a farmer plants a wheat. But it's almost that if you could just imagine wheat seeds falling out of your mouth all day long, that's what you're doing. You're planting seeds. And if you'll plant godly seeds, you'll have a great and wonderful harvest. And every time you speak the word, and you don't have to speak it verbatim, you know, just agree with what God says and speak that in your own, in your own language, okay? We're called to dominate this earth, and we're going to have to do it with faith-filled words. Did you ever wonder how we're going to operate the kingdom? With our mouth. We aren't going to go out and whip up on everybody. We're going to use our mouth and declare and decree what God wants for us, and it'll come to pass. So take a look at your life. Take a look at your words and begin to think on what God says and meditate and think and dwell on him. And then your words will change, and your heart will be filled with the power and life of God, and your actions will line up with your words And as your words line up with your thoughts, then you'll see the manifestation of your faith in the natural realm. Okay, Marty, I think I left left my sheet back there with you, so I need you to put that up there. Okay, this is the end of it. This is something I want you to get in your heart. What I've told you tonight is not a fad. It is a way, the way of life, okay? So number one, you take the word that's filled with spiritual power, the power of God, and you speak it. That's what you let out of your mouth. And then the spirit life in that word will get inside of you. And then my voice picked up by my inner ear will be fed directly into my spirit. And then by keeping God's promise in my mouth, it gets transmitted to my heart. And then when it gets into my heart or my spirit in abundance, it'll come back into my mouth. Isn't that amazing? Starts in my mouth. I get it in there in abundance. It goes into my spirit. When my spirit gets full, it comes, bubbles back up and begins to come out of my mouth. Then when it gets in my mouth again, it becomes even stronger in my heart. Now I got it strong in my spirit, strong in my mouth. They're uniting. And then time will manifest my promise. All the promises, now get this, all the promises of the New Testament can be obtained just like that. So where are you in your faith walk or your faith growth or your speaking, confessing the word? You know, there are, over there on that table are many confessions. And sometimes you think, you know, this is just just repetition stuff. It's the Word of God. It's not repetition. Every time you say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, but every word that is sinned against me shall be, I'll be vindicated. I don't remember just how that goes. What? Shall, shall be shown to be in the wrong. Thank you. I, I lived on that scripture once. 
if DIC wanted to take us down. I lived on that scripture. I quoted it morning, noon, and night all the time. We were vindicated out of 30 people. The other 29 weren't. I'm telling you, the word will work for you. You have to work it. You have to eat and sleep and breathe it. It is what you dine on morning, noon, and night. And it will change your life. And it will change all those around you. It's awesome. It's nothing new. I know this sermon is not new. And I know you've heard it before, but you haven't got it. I want you to get it, okay? I want you to get it. This year, I want you to get it. I want the word to just light up. It's like turning on a light bulb in a dark room when when you get the word in there. And it begins to really, really mean something to you. It has to be personal. It has to be your word, Courtney. It has to be my word. It has to be your word, Daniel. It's not like I can hand you out little pieces of paper and say, this is for you to meditate. No, you got to find your word. And you meditate. If, if you just meditate one, one scripture for the next year, if it grows big inside of you and changes your life, so be it. The word of God is marvelous, wonderful, alive, and powerful. Father, I thank you for this word tonight. I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the tremendous power that lies in it. God, help us not to sit back on our laurels and do nothing about our circumstances when the power to create change is right here in our hands. This is Jesus himself. In the word, he was the word. He became flesh. The word came flesh and dwelt among us. He is the word. He lives in us. God, help us to understand how valuable this Bible is and how much it works in our behalf. I thank you for every person that's heard this message. And I seal this to their hearts that this will not be stolen by the enemy, but it will change their very life. In Jesus' name, amen.